I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, what's up? Be the change hotline. I can't get to the phone right now. Leave a message after the beat. You're now listening to the Nameless Podcast, hosted by two sisters, Alicia and Sierra. Join us as we have intimate conversations with some of our closest friends about real-world struggles, lessons, and situations. Each episode will leave you thinking that was quite the experience. Talk to you soon. What is up, guys? You didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm I didn't proud do the you. hello, hello. But you still say it. <laughs> I know. I you still do. always say it. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome back to episode... Seven? Nine? Nine. Oh, yeah. Episode nine. 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 Yeah. How are you doing today, sis? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's a little gloomy out. Oh, it's raining. It's cold. It's yeah. nasty. I don't like it. Actually, I do want to, you know, express a, a gripe that I have right now going on. Oh, god! These gas prices are crazy. Oh, $3 and like 69 cents. 60 cents, man. Like, I just don't understand what is going on. Who can I write a letter to? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> these is gas the prices president? are crazy. Is the president? I don't know. I actually have a hybrid car. So my, uh, you don't have? Yeah, so I pay a little bit of gas, but this hasn't really affected me too much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought in advance. <laughs> well, as you guys can hear, we do have a guest yes, in the studio. If you want to introduce yourself real quick. Hi, everybody. My name is Tatiana. Um, I like to call myself a serial entrepreneur, but I have one <laughs> business as of now. Very multi-talented, multi-passionate, into a little bit of everything. Podcast co-host as well. So yeah, let them know what your podcast is. Shout so it out real quick. I am the co-host of Glass Ceiling Girls. We like to talk to women about their glass ceilings and how they broke through them um and we really like to focus on like business and uh and it doesn't have to be business but we really like to talk about the hardships you've gone through instead of just talking from like the top level we really want to be relatable to 
everybody and let you know that like no matter what glass ceilings you hit you can get through them as well so that's pretty much what we focus on nice where can you where listen can, to yeah, that where podcast can find you you can hear us pretty much everywhere that you can find podcasts i like to always uh push people to apple Podcasts, but we're yeah. on spotify we have a lips and website Okay. So, nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here for with sure. us today. Thanks for me. And I think we're going to hop on your podcast for an episode two. Absolutely. So keep an eye out yes. for that. Check us yes. there. Um, but yeah, we are here with Tat today just talking about growing up as biracial kids yeah. in America and especially the area we grew up in. Yes. For so sure. um, yeah, I mean, we. Our moms are white. <laughs> I don't know how to start that, but our moms are white and our dads are black, so there's sure. that. So, yeah, um, our last episode, um, not the last episode, was at episode six, where we talked about going to a yeah. predominantly white high school. So we're kind of just going to continue on with that conversation For today. Sure. But before we get into it, let me drop our social medias. On Facebook, it's the official Nameless Podcast, and on Instagram, it's Nameless underscore podcast underscore. Um, do you want to tell them about their giveaway? Yeah. If you guys listen to every episode, we say we're looking for a 300th follower. And if you are a 300th follower, you're going to get a free Nameless Podcast hoodie. Yes, so help us out for that. Help us out for that. But yeah, let's get into it. So um, you grew up in Easton, right? I grew up in Easton, yeah. Um, so my high school wasn't predominantly white, mm -hmm. but I was in all honors and AP classes. Mm -hmm. So my classes, I was the only black person. Besides, there was one other guy, um, he was, I think, from, like, Africa. Okay. But I don't even, I don't know how to say this. Not, this isn't a bad thing, but he did not act black at all. Like, he okay. was very preppy. His social circle was completely with, like, all the white soccer kids. Yeah. So he kind of fit right into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I consider myself literally the only black person on my classes. And I used to look forward to, like, lunch. And, uh, yeah. Uh, gym and you know, not my regular classes where like I wouldn't feel like an outcast. Right. Sure, yeah. Wait, what high school did you go to? Was it Wilson? It was Easton. 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 Yeah. Easton's wow, very multiracial. Like Easton was. Very. Easton's very multiracial. Like, no, Wilson. You're thinking of Wilson then? Yes. If Wilson is. Uh, Wilson and Easton. They're in the same. They're in Easton, but it's Wilson, just like Lower Saucon and everything. Right. It's the same, but Wilson and Easton are two different. Wilson is like a Saucon Valley. Yes. Easton's like a liberty or a freedom. Yep. I can see that. So, Very good but you were still only the black, like one black person yes. in your classes. That's kind of surprising. That is. I'm surprised by it too. And yeah. you know what it is? I think a lot of it had to do with like my parents. They didn't play when it came to school. school yeah. So, oh yeah, shout grade, out Lynn. Yeah. Were, <laughs> listen, as soon as I got home, our homework was done. My for parents sure. were ones. They're helping me study. They're not just like go study for this test. They're right. like, let's pull out the notes together, and let's figure it out. Yeah. So like. And, you know, I like to say I'm very smart, but I was in, like, good, good classes and had good grades, and I think other people, even if they could have been in honors classes, they didn't want to be. Right. Because you knew what social circle was in the honors and AP classes, and it wasn't us. Yeah. yeah. And especially as an athlete, I mean, my basketball team was very multiracial, but only the white kids were in the honors classes with me, even from my basketball team. Gotcha. Yeah, my so, like, team wasn't multiracial at all. I yes. was the only one on there. <laughs> I held that team. You're lucky. You're, you're very lucky. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. So, school was, um, in the hallways and everything, it was extremely diverse, but definitely my classes, you know, when it came to group projects and stuff. And I get along with everybody. Mm -hmm. I can right. talk to anybody. So it's not like... I was the kid they didn't want to talk to, but I wasn't their friend. Right. And yeah. They didn't 
want me to be their friend. Like hang out after school Absolutely. and all that. Mm-mm. Oh wow. There's like a more high bye type thing, yeah. right? Yeah. I'll see you. In, I'll see you in school. Right. Let's do this project together and. Uh, Keep right, pushing. <laughs> right, keep it pushing. Well, in our episode where we did talk about this, too, um, we did kind of share some of the struggles we did have going to Salkin Valley, which yeah, sure. is definitely a predominantly white high school, mm-hmm. and how we were, like, one of, like, maybe 20 out of the whole entire high school, high school that were black people. Wow. Literally. And even, like, just people of color, not even, like, black, like, maybe Asian, too. Like, yeah, just any other nobody, race. Other yeah, than, yeah, it wasn't a lot of people. But did you have any, like, blatant racism when you were in those types of classes or just, like, in general going to Easton? I wouldn't say in school that I can think of was necessarily the racism besides um, you just definitely got the cold shoulder a little Mm -hmm. more than. And I've seen, like, racism in the school. Me, personally, being light-skinned, I did definitely help that a lot because, you know, and I'm very pale, so but I'm clearly black, like I'm yeah. clearly not white. So I wouldn't say I stuck out necessarily that much, mm-hmm. but it was very apparent that um, I just didn't fit in when I was around like, mm-hmm. you know, my straight white circle, which is crazy. Cause like I was raised predominantly by my white family. That was one question I was gonna ask <laughs> you too, because I did talk to you before we did the episode and I was like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had more involvement with your black side of your family growing up than we did. But she was like, actually, no, that's not the case. So I'm interested to hear more about, about so, that. My parents are still together. So like my, my dad's black and he definitely raised me. I mean, he's literally still at my house now. Very <laughs> hands on. Oh, yeah. Um, but his family, like his mom was in North Carolina and his siblings were in North Carolina until they moved down here to actually live with my dad. Okay. But like his mom and like our extended family, they're either in Jersey and we didn't really talk to them much right. even though that's not far mm-hmm. and then um all the way north carolina would see them maybe once a year yeah. so my mom's side of the family they live in easton all my aunts uncles cousins yeah. grandmother two grandfathers I, I have two white grandfathers um a step grandfather but he's been there mm-hmm. since before i was born so they're yeah. both right. very much my grandparents right um but i was raised definitely predominantly by the white side of my family oh. wow yeah i mean us too. Well, actually, Sierra Not and I really, did talk yeah. about this last night too because when I went away to college, um, she had the opportunity to go and visit our family. Like our black side of her family does live in New Jersey. So like the majority of them are in New Jersey. Some of them in Easton too. Um, yeah, and I stayed down there for some in Allentown. Yeah, maybe like so. a year or so, and I still to this day talk to them in Jersey. Yeah. And so. yeah, she was able to have that relationship mm-hmm. develop more with them because she was there all the time, and right. I was away in Bloomsburg, and not able to you know come and visit as often as I, I mean you do know them I. now. I've introduced yeah, you I know to who a they are. Like them. it's not like yeah. I'm like oh my gosh, who are these people? But no, like you are figuring out more and more of like yeah. who they are. So it's not. But how do you think that influenced you then, though? Because you were um, able to actually I mean, it have gave that me relationship, a different view on a lot of things. Yeah. I guess you could say. Um, like obviously different households are raised different and grow up different like obviously race religion all that right. comes into play um so like being able to go down to jersey only being with mom's side of the family like up here mm-hmm. it was like a change and like it's so different and i love it i, I love doing it yeah. i love going down there i love hanging out with all of them and everything so 
Well, I remember you told me that, like, how y'all used to, like, act up in the house and Granny would be like, go get the go oh, get a yeah. switch. Go R. pick R. a Gr- switch from the tree. R.I.P. Granny. I love her. Miss her soul. Rest in peace. But, yeah, she literally, if any of us, like, grandkids, cousins were acting up, she'd make us go pick our switch. She'd be like, go get a switch. And we'd be like, all right. You'd pick, we'd pick the thinnest one, thinking that it wasn't going to hurt. Those hurt the worst yeah. because it whips you harder. I remember. And she would run around with her shoe. She would get us. Even, like, growing up, like, almost, like two, three years yeah. ago, she was outside beating all of us up. <laughs> she was, like, a short old lady. Oh, my I God. love Granny, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that's different, though, because Grandma, our mom's mom, she would... They never disciplined never us Never like really yep. disciplined us to that magnitude. Oh, same here. Like, yeah, my white grandmother, up to this day, I mean, she's she's getting pretty old now, but if I used to get in trouble, like mm-hmm. one time I got in trouble with cops and it was so dumb and it wasn't even anything serious, but like I called her because I knew she wouldn't tell. <laughs> right. She came and like picked up me and my best friend and she was like low key trying to pay our fines. And... She's like, let's keep this on the down low. Yeah. But like, I can imagine, and I didn't grow up with my black grandparents, but I don't think that would fly. No. I mean, that side of the family is not like that. Yeah. They so, would have been on you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, would, I could get away with murder with my white grandmother i call her mammy and she is just the sweetest soul i am like me and my brother oh god she'll give us the world and she doesn't even care what we do with it no questions asked right she'll help us put it out no problem she doesn't even know what a switch is i'm sure she's like you mean a light switch yeah right (laughs) the the nintendo we definitely grew up pretty spoiled um in that aspect but i'm glad it didn't backfire because mm-hmm. sometimes spoiled can mean that you oh, turn yeah. into like a rotten person yeah. so they definitely raised me with like great morals mm-hmm. but not much discipline but i do have to say i didn't need it i mean no, I, 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 I tested my limits a tiny bit but honestly not much I would, I'm gonna second that, but Sierra definitely. I was like, I needed the discipline. She discipline. was the quote-unquote problem child, I, I guess was, you could say. I mean, I'm the youngest sibling. I mean, the little sibling is the, always the crazy one. Let's be real. Yeah, so, I guess so. Same I was, with I was out there going crazy, going crazy. Didn't even care either. I remember to the one point, mom even said, "I don't know what to do with you." I was like, "Send me to Jersey." <laughs> And she, she sure called Uncle Scott and was like, can you come get her? So I went down there, like, the next weekend. Yeah, Sierra, weekend. like, lived in Jersey for, like, my whole college career. Uh-huh. Like, I was she back was and forth. Gone. Yeah, was so what's the forth. age of where, how old were you when you were in college? Um, well, I was a freshman when she was a senior in high, in school, high school. So I was, I was 18. Six, I was 16, 15. Yeah, I went to college at 18, and I graduated. How old was I, like? 22? 21, 20, yeah, 21, 22. I'm about to be 24 in December, so you're about to be, what, 27? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm 28. <laughs> I just, honestly, when you said that, it just hit me, like, oh, my God, yeah. So, I yeah, it, it is two and a half years, so. Yeah, so she was probably, like, what, 16, 16. to I had my license. I did, I went down there all the time when I got my license, and I got my license in July. So, I six months yeah, after Yeah, she December, put, like, 40,000 so. miles on our car that we yeah. shared. I was I was mad. I was big mad because I didn't have. They wouldn't let me take my car to college until my junior year, and she had it sophomore year. And I get the car, and there's literally like forty thousand more miles on it, and we only had the car for that point up like for like a year. Yeah, it's because she was just going back and forth all the time, and I was doing whatever. But I I didn't um, care. (laughs) But as far as like discipline is concerned, or just like family interaction in general, did you have like any like? you know, conversations with your white side of your family, like, to be like, hey, you know I am, like, black, right, and society sees me as black, like, did you ever have those conversations? So, not in particular that way, but, okay, so, 
like I said on the white side, I have two grandfathers. So my technical like step grandfather, but again, he's been there since before I was born. Yeah. I found out when I was a either freshman or sophomore in high school that he was racist oh, or gosh. he grew up racist. Oh, and wow. so he's pictured like this white mechanic mean just not 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 mean like will attack you but like right. not mm -hmm. friendly he's not the yeah. one he's not, not approachable. grumpy old man not approachable, not approachable <laughs> at all and even like i almost damn near lived at my mammy's house and mm -hmm. that was her husband and it still is her husband um but he would spend all his time in the garage if we came over and i just took that as you know just being how he was because he just he's not a people person he doesn't like people he's very mm -hmm. much to himself right um and then, you know, as I got older and started to open my eyes more, he had a talk with me, and I'm pretty sure he was drunk. I mean, I didn't ask oh, him. Oh, gosh. But those, come, those talks. Right. Everything this, comes out. So this was our first real conversation, and he literally, this was the year that Obama was actually being elected, and he sat me down, and he said he grew up in, like, Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. I don't even know where it was, but it was, like, the boonies, and he was raised racist, and he mm -hmm. didn't know any better, and watching me and my brother grow up really opened his eyes and made him realize that like black people aren't bad mm -hmm. and you right. know he it completely changed his mind he told me that was the reason he voted for obama and that's awesome with other things but he was even open to voting for obama because he watched me and my brother grow up right so that was a very pivotal conversation for me because before that like changed my mind completely with how i even viewed racism and okay. even to this day i feel like Obviously, racism is not okay, oh, but yeah. I'm more understanding, or at least try to be, when people are racist because a lot of times it, you don't, you might not know any better. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, at some point you need to open your eyes. Yeah, for sure. But that's gonna happen on your own time. And you know, if you were raised to hate anybody, that's what you're gonna do. Right. So I think I try to be at least a little more understanding that, like, you know, this might not fully be your fault at least right now. And you can mm -hmm. just, you know, pray that at some point you'll have that switch that yeah, the eye-opening moment yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah so that was a really i feel like pivotal conversation um for me yeah. and for him obviously it yeah. changed his life and then i realized that i didn't i don't think i knew this at the time but when my parents got together they were high school sweethearts so this was a long time ago mm -hmm. um they kind of had to sneak around because my grandfather was racist and wouldn't accept their relationship. Yeah. So like, I'm a product of my parents right. fighting for love and what they believed in despite their families not That's agreeing awesome. to it. So, and I didn't know any of this until later because I was honestly just, my that, besides him, the white side of my family, they're so accepting and loving. Yeah. I was surrounded by so much love and mm -hmm. I don't even think I knew for a while that I was really that different because they did not Italian. let that be known. Yeah. So, awesome. um, yeah, that, that was definitely, that, and I think that was the only conversation I even really had to have about race in particular in my family, because it almost was, it didn't matter, yeah. because mm -hmm. that was all kind of squashed before I came. My parents already, they, they fought through the mud yeah. before I got here, so they carried a lot of the burden for right. me. Well, awesome. I love that, though, yeah, that's awesome. because it just shows that, like, he cared so much about you to even like sit you down and be right. like hey like this is what just so be. you know yeah. but i still like right understand awesome. at the same time sure. that's, that's awesome. great as like like any family should but we you want to tell that story real quick which story are we talking about about pop-up oh yeah we have a um a aunt a great a great aunt right great aunt yeah. great aunt who was never accepting of us to the point where our pop-up showed a picture of us to her 
And she basically was like, I don't want to see those kids, like, get it out of my face. And wow. when we would, like, come over, yes. um, she would literally get up out and, of the room and, and walk le- away. And leave, like, to the point. Yeah. And they didn't, I don't think, I think they stopped talking because yeah, of that. Because he was mm-hmm. like, those are my great-grandchildren. Like, you're not going to treat them that way. But, yeah, she wouldn't even look at a picture of us. Wow. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> and we didn't know that, obviously, because we were babies. Yeah. Just, like, when we were first born. So, like. Right. 95, 97, I mean, yeah, that's was a while the turn ago. of the millennium. So, yeah, I mean, sure. understandable the mentality possibly people could have during that time. But, I mean, we didn't, we didn't find that. that until, like, our, we were in high school, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's, so. like, a very much a looking back experience. I mm-hmm. thought these right. things happened, and I wasn't aware of it at the time. And maybe that's a testament to our parents for, like, sure. taking that burden for us and yeah. like, not exposing us to that. For yeah, sure. and just to touch on, too, how you said that, like, you were raised that like not to like kind of view yourself as different if that mm-hmm. makes sense like us too like yeah. nobody really was just like blatantly like you're black you know yeah, like or like, you're white like whatever it be it may be but we always obviously knew that we were yeah, black sure. and knew that but nobody like put it in our faces like this is what oh you are. this is what you yeah. are this is all that you are you know it's like sure. i don't know if that was like an advantage or a disadvantage i though. was just thinking that too mm-hmm. i i think i guess it would be an advantage because we could see that when we were old enough to comprehend it the right way. Yeah, and form our own opinions on yeah. it. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I, I agree, I but know, also yeah. I just think, though, too, like that could possibly like shelter you way too much for yeah. the outside world and how the outside world is going to view you as a person because we are definitely very pale, light-skinned. Yeah, all of us. <laughs> like, all of us, like, honestly, Tat, you could be, like, our sister, too, because we kind of resemble each other. I'm your sister. Yeah, hey, girl. <laughs> Adoption, hey. Sign um, the papers. <laughs> sign the papers real quick. But, yeah, I don't know if that was, like, to protect us or what, but, like, society still looks at us not as white. Like, that's not the first thing that somebody oh, would say. That's when, the first thing that's on my papers. When they look at us. When I look at, like, the papers and, like, they'll fill out the race thing, the first thing that they put is Caucasian. They, they don't even Are put. Are you serious? Really? Yes. Literally. I have multiple, like, doctor's papers and, like, things that I haven't even filled that part out, and they're automatically just put Caucasian and white. I don't, is that, like, a felony? <laughs> like, is that legal for them to like, do that? a lot. I don't know, but, yeah. But, I have no idea. And you can That's check crazy. the box that's mixed race or more than one. Yeah. They just put white or Caucasian because I'm so light skinned. So, but yeah. Which is also crazy though is that, like, technically, even if you have, like, a little bit of black, you're in you, still black. Yeah. It's like 5% or something like that, whatever. What? How much percentage is it to have? Oh, any, actually, any percentage. I think it's really like one, like anything. Well, I was say, it could yeah. be like 0.2%. I don't know why I just asked that question. And they, I think they recently just changed, well, not recently, maybe like in the last 10 years, they changed the race and ethnicity thing to like put other or like multiracial instead of like, it yeah, would it only be like, like you can only pick one. It says more, uh, more, two or more. Yeah. Now or something. And like I that. remember in high school, we were doing the, um, the pre-SATs or whatever and we were filling out the Scantron and we got to the part where it was like race or ethnicity and I literally raised my I think it was like in 10th grade I raised my hand to the person that was running the test and I was like um what do I put down because I'm black and white and she just like looked at me and like paused and she was like um just put black and I'm like 
okay, but what? I can't put both. And I think I, I crossed both off them? both just to be like enabled. Yeah. Whatever, you know, like I was like, I'm whatever, both I'm both of them. Probably came back with like an X. Right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Scantron. Nope. It's actually interesting that you said that because like I have a two year old and her dad is white and I'm light skinned, so like she looks very white, yeah. but she still has black features. Mm-hmm. She has curly hair. Mm-hmm. But she's going to grow up pretty confused. And honestly, I think she's going to have to defend or at least explain herself mm-hmm. a lot growing up. For sure. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to have to have the talk with her. Like, when it comes to a Scantron, you're black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and stuff like Because if I was in her shoes, I would probably pick white. She's honestly com- really pale. Yeah, she, yeah, she is. But, I mean, you're right, though. Like, you got to have that talk that. with her, though. Because it's like, don't let anybody tell you what you are. Like, exactly. you need to know for a fact that you are this. Confused. Exactly. Like, I want her to be very strong in, in yeah. knowing what she is. Sure. And she's a spitfire, so she'll do that anyways. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> i got to tell her once and she'll tell everybody. Yeah. I don't have to worry about this that. This is what my mama told me. Yeah. That's like our cousin Ava growing up. She, um, her, she's half white, half black too, but she passes more, like, she tans really she tans darkly. Really quick, like yeah. We say she looks kind of like Native American sometimes or even like Indian, Indian mm-hmm. because of how dark her skin gets, but during the winter months she is very pale. But growing up she we'd always hear stories from my aunt saying that like she's like mom you know you're not black right like i'm black and she just like go on and on and on on. how like she's not black and i'm black and she's so proud to be black and all that but i think it's because of her dad just Mm -hmm. like telling her like no like you're both you're both but also first and foremost you're going to be seen as like a black woman yes you know so i mean she's really smart with that too oh yeah She's ten. She just turned she ten. She just turned ten. What oh a fun goodness. age! Oh my gosh! Oh, she's crazy. I can't love you, babes, but right. oh yeah, I know. Oh. She's really out. She'll, like your your um, Milana's will have like she'll like develop her opinions probably in the next two three years, and then she'll just be like, <laughs> oh, Ava's had those opinions <laughs> yeah. since she was like two. She started talking really young though. She was doing like what five six syllable words oh, at like yeah, she's very two smart. years old. One. I think that might be a girl. My my daughter talks really well and she started talking really young like that's actually something that anywhere we go people are like oh my god she's only two Mm -hmm. because we can have a full conversation (laughs) with a girl and like you don't have to prompt her for anything. She'll just answer. Yeah. So That's maybe awesome. it's a girl thing. It has or... to be. I think. Don't or maybe females... it's like how you're how you're raising her too. True. Like if, if you're, you're having talking like to actual her. conversations, not like baby talk with her. Yeah, I'm very into that. I'm. I never talk even when she's an infant. I talk to her. Like yeah. A, I mean, appropriate, but like an adult. Yeah. And I think that helps. Though. That yeah. definitely yeah, helps. Sure. I think. I think for so sure. too. What do I know? I'm winging it. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> Aren't we all, though? Aren't we all? <laughs> but I do want to talk about hair. Oh. 
Hair. Hair problems. Hair care. What were your, what, how was it growing up for you, like, dealing with your hair? Because I know I had a lot of struggles. Mine got shaved. Because <laughs> I didn't want to do anything like that. I yes. still want to shave mine. I do too. It's just so much. Um, I feel like my biggest struggle growing up, first of all, all right, so, you know, my mom being white, when I was born, she learned how to do my hair because she didn't want me to run around looking crazy. And honestly, right. like I have some cousins stuff that did, but like my mom, she, I didn't leave the house till my hair was done. So, but I didn't learn to do my own hair. So that was a struggle, which I guess it kind of is for anybody, but I, these curls are just, they're, <laughs> it's, they're made, it's like a full-time job. Yes. And that was my biggest thing. So like, honestly, I'm really not too into beauty. I don't know how to do makeup. I yeah. just started getting my lashes done, but I don't do them. I have to like go get them done. <laughs> but like other than that, and maybe some lipstick, but like, I'm just, even like my hair, luckily I can just put it down and mm -hmm. put some product in. And honestly, I still kind of wing it. I'll try yeah. this and this works for a while. And then I feel like it stops working. Yes. And then, preach it. But I, I don't understand why. I never looked into it because I kind of didn't care. I'm like, all right, I'll just try something else. And <laughs> so, like, luckily we can kind of go with the wild, curly look. Yeah. But I can't say I know many styles. Like, it just takes so much effort. Mm -hmm. And you have to, I feel like, actually be into beauty and yeah. enjoy it yeah. to learn how to do your hair properly. Whereas other people who don't have wild hair like this, they don't have to be fully into beauty and like taking that much time to learn mm -hmm. to do their hair. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So that yeah. I feel like that is what sucks with curly hair is like you actually have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just. Well, sometimes I do just throw it up in a bun and rock it with like a headband because I'm just hair like not in the mood. Time. Or That's... Sierra, yeah, Sierra has like faux dreads right now. I wanted those. And... I need to get braids, dreads. These are the first time I got these, or my hair is in a bun. I don't ever wear it down. Yeah, I love those. Thank I think you. you should keep that style. That's what everyone's saying. This, I this like is a me too. style. I don't even know you, and that's a you style. <laughs> I love it. Keep them. Her girlfriend like does her hair all the time. Oh, Kia, girl. shout out Kia. Yeah, shout out Kia. So you don't even have to do it, girl. No. Keep them. No, I just fall asleep while she does them. <laughs> I mean. Luxury. But though I agree, though, like growing up, our mom did our hair, but I was born with a full head of hair. Sierra was bald until she was like one. Wow. Thanks. Sorry, I put you on blast real quick. <laughs> but that is the case. So is. I was like, my literally my whole entire life, had to get my hair done some way, somehow. Comb it, whatever. Yeah. But she didn't appreciate what? that maintenance. You could not put a comb, brush, anything near my head without me. <laughs> like, she literally would freak out. But That's why mom cut my hair. Yeah. So my mom cut all my hair off when yeah. I was like, what, nine? nine. I was oh. like nine. Think about for our parents how tiring it mm -hmm. is to always have to do your kids hair especially if they're fighting it mm -hmm. i mean i might have fought a little bit but i got popped in the head and that was that <laughs> oh i would just get my no, hair pulled sierra, back sierra i remember one time she was like maybe like five or six and she literally like stopped breathing oh, I, I she don't was think, crying so hard no, i wasn't five or six i actually know this story it's because i didn't want to get my diaper changed um, no, it was totally no. your hair. I no, it wasn't my hair. Maybe it happened twice. I, it might have. <laughs> I might have almost died twice. But I that story is because I didn't want to get my diaper changed, apparently. I was just running around because I never sat still. I still don't to this day. And mom said that she grabbed me to, like, force me to get a change. And I just, like, <gasps> stopped breathing. Dad picked me up, ran me outside. I turned blue. I, yeah, I remember that. I was, like, four. And I, that's, like, a clear If you were memory. four, how was I five? Okay, maybe I wasn't four then. <laughs> Wait, huh? I was two then. That's you what I were said. like younger, and I was young too. If you were four, I, I was two. Know. That's right. That's like math. I don't, I don't do math. Oh, I, I feel do. like you, you almost died twice. I, I might have. Yeah, multiple times actually. But like, 
our mom was the same way. Like she did her hair up until like we were like what 11 maybe actually even younger than that i think nine is when she kind of was just like all right you got to figure it out kind of yeah, so. like she would buy us our products but then i didn't know what to do so up until <laughs> like my whole life kindergarten until sophomore year of high school i wore my hair in a bun like not the, even the a bun. pony it was slicked back low pony yeah i had a soft brush with gel yes you should slick it back in the slicker um it was better i thought it looked and like low yes i was just like why looking back now i'm like oh my god alicia that's so terrible but then when i finally got the confidence to wear my hair down sophomore year of high school everybody was like oh Can my I touch god it? your hair i love your hair People even ask me, did you curl your hair? Oh, what? And I'm like, yeah, I woke up at like 2 a.m. with like a pinky sized curling iron and just like sat there and curled my hair because they were just like, oh my God, it's so crazy. I've never seen it before. And then they would touch it all the time too. Right. I'm like, I don't I get that. that same like phase actually. And looking back at my picture, I'm like, mom, why'd you let yes. this happen? Why'd but, you like, let me at the house? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so my best friend, she moved to town and she's also has the same hair, except even thicker. She has thick, beautiful curls, yeah. but she's way more into beauty. And she has an older sister who also is like very much into beauty. So I feel like they taught me how to do my hair, or at least I'd see her hair really cute. And I'm like, all right, well, mine's not cute. I'm going to try that. And, like, I go to her house and, like, what are you using in your hair? And That's how my hair got long, because my girlfriend is the one that told me, use this, this, and this. And I'm just like, I don't yeah. even know what it is. I learned from YouTube. YouTube. See, I didn't take out the time. <laughs> I don't want to. I just I, It was, like, trial and error. Like, one, like, okay, so my ponytail phase, obviously. And then I had, like, a using mousse all the time phase. <laughs> And then I got this like protein gel phase going on that was like a brown color and then like my hair would be wet and then if I was wearing like a yes. light color shirt it would get around my shirt and I'm like oh my god yes. but it was like oh the only thing that I would wear. what was that it was like protein style something I, don't, I, I never like used a, it it was like a, a black container with a lid yeah it was a white lid yeah. black container it smelled really good but it looked like I had that too <laughs> yeah and then my mom she dyes her hair a lot, but it's usually red and same with her mom. So I went through a phase two where like, I took one of my mom's products and it was like a red temporary dye, every, not a dye, but it was like a, I don't know, like a gel yeah. almost you put in your hair, but like it gave it a red tint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'd put so much of it, my hair would look red. <laughs> and mind you, I do like me with red hair, but like I didn't do it, it the right way. I was like trying to look like my mom and, oh yeah, the, the hair phases were nuts and um, I don't, I'm, I'm visiting from Florida, so like I actually didn't bring any of my hair stuff. So I'm using, sorry, Brie, I'm using my <laughs> brother's girlfriend's products, and I actually have some mousse in it now because otherwise it's like this big fro. Because I don't have any of my stuff. See, with I me. like the fro. Me too. I always say fluff the puff. I just so like you, I guess. It took me a while to get comfortable with even wearing my hair down. My mom used yeah. to beg me like, just let it out, let it out. And I'm like, too. no. And she wanted me to like brush it out into like yep. this huge fro. I'm like, absolutely not. But now I do embrace like the natural wild yeah. curls. Last night actually, I just had it out like kind of wild. And today I'm like, I need to tame it a little bit. I have a long <laughs> day, and I just don't really want to be messing, messing with, with it. it yeah. Sometimes when it's out too long, you're doing too much. I mean, mm -hmm. it really does turn into. Oh yeah, mine mine gets like that instantly. Yeah, Sierra's hair is really long, but she doesn't wear it down. I hate it. I hate it. I want to cut it. I want a mini, like, no, curly don't fro. cut it. It's kind of too Everybody says they love it. Everyone, yes, everyone loves how, like, long and curly my hair is, but I want to cut it to, like, a little mini curly fro. 
like what you I have now. Just keep it. Yeah. Keep, keep your eye on the super and dreads. That's what everyone always says too. So I guess. Keep it that way. And don't don't change it who you are, please. <laughs> We're going to bully you. <laughs> <laughs> don't change. No, but just to go back to the hair, the touching of the hair, that's a big no no. Oh, yeah. Black I was about community. to say, why do people do that? Because I think they're just so fascinated. Okay, I, I don't know. I people do make comments on my hair, and sometimes I'm like, "Oh yeah, you want to touch? You can feel how soft it is." Because I know I, my hair is I like nice. You, that's one thing. If I'm asking you, go ahead, touch it. But if you just come up to me and just straight put your nasty hands in my hair, <laughs> we don't know where your hands are. Right? Where'd you just put that hand? It'll mess up your curl. Right. Like, you, know, you can't touch, touch to it. Get this right. You don't. can't touch the curls. Great frizz. No, thank <laughs> you. No, but that's like a big deal. Like, how do we tell people? I'm sorry, but majority white people like don't touch don't touch my hair that Solange Knowles song don't touch my hair I don't listen to Solange okay well listen to it guys it's called don't touch your hair <laughs> don't touch my hair song. by Solange and she literally is like it's the crown that I wear well no. that's how I feel don't touch my hair y'all and but you know, if it's straightened and I like to straighten my hair I don't do it often yeah mostly because it's too humid where I live but I like my hair straight just because it's easier to do yeah and the one, I guess, benefit of having the curly hair is like, I feel, I always tell my boyfriend, I'm like, it's like you have two girlfriends. So I straight my hair, I'm a whole different person. Like, you dated three people, way. actually, yeah. not just one, three. And he's like, and all your other personalities. Too, <laughs> right, it's like 10 people <laughs> in all reality. No, but that's, yeah, hair is like a big deal if you're biracial or whatever, because it's, it's a struggle. Yeah. It is. And then you, I went through a phase where I would only straighten my hair. For like, oh, me okay. too. And like as soon as I wash it, dry and straighten it again. Yeah. And then, you know, not caring about your curls, but like it would mess up your curls mm -hmm. after straightening it. That, so then it took a lot of effort to get the curls to get it back. back. And, yep. it, and that like awkward in between phase where like some straight. It's like half straight. That's my hairstyle to this day. Oh, well, <laughs> we got to get those curls back because <laughs> that was a They're struggle. slowly coming. They're coming back. We need back, some deep so. oil treatments, please. Yes. <laughs> Deep conditioners on deck. Back in the day, one of you even known to do no, that. Right. It's like, such a learning curve. It really is, and it's not even just hair. Just being biracial in America nowadays, it's like, it's hard overall, altogether. It's like you yeah. fit in with everybody, but nobody. Yeah. And especially when like all the racism was going on, it was like. You know, we feel that too, and like I know, black people are obviously are feeling some type of way because they're darker skin and they they stand out more, but they don't realize that like we're stuck in the middle and like we mm -hmm. feel that too. But it's like yeah. a lot of darker people don't see us that way, so it's like we're being pushed by both sides. We feel like, it worse, I feel like actually, because like we're in the middle. Obviously, we're white and black, so with all the protests, like you said, like Black Lives Matter and everything, yeah, we're gonna side with our black. But obviously our black side right. but then at the same time we're still white so everyone's like oh you're siding with them you know you're still white but it's like my I'm both white. exactly yeah. I'm both yeah. like so I'm gonna fight if my black side is the one that's going to war right now or whatever I'm fighting for them right. over anything else well I want to get your opinion on you know that same type of that same topic it's like black pride and some people may be like oh why do you have black pride why don't you have any white pride what are your thoughts on that? Because I have a lot of thoughts on that. It's like, there's no such thing as like white pride or white culture, like in my I, opinion, you know I what agree. I mean? I feel like when it comes to that stuff, I mean, sure, be proud of who you are. Like white people should be proud of themselves, but like they don't have something necessarily to fight for. Right. And I feel like that's what all this is about. So like, yeah, we are gonna 
yell louder like black lives matter black mm -hmm. pride because like it took so long and so much hurt and pain and fighting and death and to get here mm -hmm. and we're still not there so, oh, no we still got a long way to go and, yeah. and, and you know if the roles were reversed then like yeah we'd be screaming white pride but like that's not who's being diminished right now exactly. literally like beaten and killed and all those other things like mm -hmm. i'm gonna fight for the side first of all that's in the right i'm just whoever's right is right right point blank period and that's who needs our support right now so i mean yeah i agree and i did have uh, an experience with um some friends that i'm not friends with anymore like it was like like last year during the whole black lives matter oh, yeah. thing i was at um her friend's house she had a pool so we were swimming and obviously it was like the height of covid too so she, the friend that had the pool she was trying to file for unemployment and was having issues with getting her claim and stuff but like i work for the state so like i was like hey give me your information i'll check it out for you yada 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 so that conversation was deaded and then she this white woman brought up to me and asked me a question. So what do you feel about George Floyd? Do you think he should be considered a martyr? And what? so I'm like, okay, first of all, you asked me that question. I didn't ask you that question, but I'm going to give you my honest opinion, yeah, sure. unfiltered, you know, how I view what's going on. So I kind of maybe went in because I was like obviously mad because mm -hmm. of Breonna Taylor at that time, you know, Ahmaud Aubrey, yeah. like all these people were getting murdered just because of how they look. So I was giving her my opinion, and I don't know if it came across as like too abrasive or harsh or um, aggressive to the people that were there with me that were all white, and I was the only black person. But people they got mad at me because of how I was, you know, voicing my opinion. And then I, I was just like, all right, whatever, I'm, I'm, not, I'm done talking about this. And I apologized to the woman's house we were at because I didn't want it to seem like, oh, I'm coming to your house to start a fight, you know, something right. like that. So she was like, no, it's fine, it's fine. I was like, and also you asked me the question. So I'm going to tell you as a black person my, my opinion mm -hmm. on it. And then I, we left their house and then they were still like berating me about like, why would you say that that way? Like, this is a family friend. Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, she asked me. And also... Who are you to tell me as a black person I can't express my frustration for other black people Absolutely. and what they're going through in America right now? So like that right there was the tipping point. And then she had the audacity to say to me, well, Alicia, you have a lot of good ideas. It's just sometimes you say it in the wrong way. I'm going to say it how I want. Exactly. But <laughs> I think you have to tiptoe around people yeah. because, what, you were the one that they saw as out of place? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. But it also goes back to, like, society's thing. Like, black people, especially black women, if they get too, like... Um, irate, they're acting... No, not even irate. Impassioned, I guess oh, true, you can true, say, true, about true. what yes, they're yes, talking yes, about. Yes. It's coming across as being aggressive. But in all actuality, it's like if you were talking about so-and-so, about whatever situation's going on with you, and you have the same level of intensity, I'm not going to be, like calm down like i get it you're frustrated you're upset you're mad but that whole connotation that literally society black woman you can't be that way mm -hmm. it's like messed up in my opinion and you know oh and i absolutely completely agree i feel like i've dealt with some of that too so but so my hubby is white but he not but he <laughs> very much is like into like black lives matter and you know and all that like He'd be out there protesting yeah. too. Like he's gonna fight for what's right, point blank, period. But I feel like he caught a lot of heat for voicing his opinions, mm -hmm. and he's not black. He's Italian. Like he's very Italian. Yeah. Um. 
So I, I just feel like no matter what, when, if people are fighting for the underdogs, if you're fighting for yourself or somebody else fighting for underdogs, like you really see people's true colors. Oh, like, absolutely. We yep. and and I'm almost grateful in that sense that like I learned where a lot of people's morals actually oh, lied yeah. and realized I'm surrounded by a lot of the wrong people and I will happily dismiss you. For sure. And it doesn't have to. Honestly, I don't need to hate you. It, it is what it is. You're raised how you're raised. However you came to whatever conclusion you did. Right. But that doesn't align with me. Mm-hmm. And we no longer can be aligned together. And that's it. And that's fine. People yeah. grow apart. Or mm-hmm. we probably should have been apart. And the whole time, didn't yeah. know it. So <laughs> I guess that kind of is a positive to look at like a really negative situation. Yeah. That like you finally see people's true colors and you can have discussions that may not have came up otherwise and he had to cut off a lot of people because he's like like facebook status people are so like voicing their opinions and it's it's like this is what you thought to put out into the world Mm -hmm. so um i'm I'm grateful that this really brought that out of people because i need to remove them from my life they exposed themselves (laughs) like exit stage left thank you they really did yeah and being in florida actually like i am in a predominantly white area i'm like outside the tampa area but like in a very like white retired slow-paced community Mm -hmm. and like you know there's there's trump flags all over me personally i'm not for trump and like neither is my hubby but i don't hate all people who voted for him Mm -hmm. it sucks that you can overlook the negative things he did right but i guess like a lot of them are successful business owners they voted for him for that reason because it brought them more money. Yeah. And so I I don't know how to word this, but I feel like that's going to back No, I get, I get what you're saying, though, because it's like, because I had this debate with a lot of people, too. Like, if you're overlooking all of, like, the racist things that he said, like, what is actually the reason why you do like him mm-hmm. or do, don't like him? Like, yeah. right. it could it be because of the tax breaks that they gave all these business owners and stuff Which, like that? So I get what you mean. And if that's helping your family. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. became a millionaire because of the tax breaks or whatever that he gave you and now your family's in a different place than it was before, I understand why you still want him in office. Right. Not that it makes any of the racist stuff that he did or said okay mm-hmm. and and usually they don't think it's okay either but at the end of the day they're doing what's best for their family yeah and i guess in any situation that may come i respect that because that i'm going to do what's best for my family right mm-hmm. for and sure. he is not what's best for my family because like the world just went to shit yeah but <laughs> preach it. i've learned to at least be able to understand I, I feel like i'm going at this very understanding point in my life where for like sure. i want to see why people make the decisions they make and it's all about morals for me and like right. your why. If your why is, if I can understand it, then then okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe we can get to a different conclusion or whatever. But instead of just hating everybody that voted for Trump, I've learned to find out why. And if they just, if they like the way that he is or whatever, then okay, like X immediately. <laughs> right, like what? Bye. But if it's because it helped your family become a millionaire and you're, you're creating this generational wealth. Right. I have to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I see that point. I, I actually didn't look at it that way until you said that, honestly. Uh, and I think it's because of where I'm at right now. Like, I'm around a lot of Trump supporters, and they hate what he's doing, and they hate the racism. They're very much on my side with all that. But I've personally seen the growth over the past few years, mm-hmm. and I, I understand why, mm-hmm. how he benefited them and their business. Right. So he might not, they might not enjoy his character, but... If it benefited them, then how can I hate Knock that? Them. Yeah, yeah, as long sure. as they're not racist, which 
they make very clear they're not. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. But then, you know, obviously there's others. Yeah. That are so. complete opposite. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> but it is just probably having those conversations with people to see where they actually stand, you know. And I'm one that pulls, I'm going to have the conversation with you. Oh, I yeah. like the uncomcomfortable conversations. Oh, yeah. I don't care which way they go. Oh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> somebody's going to grow or learn something new uh -huh. out of it anyway, so you might as well just do it. Yeah. Anyway, I know I'll grow and I'll do my part. And if you take nothing from it, that's on you. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Well, any, any last thoughts, Tat? On, on our topic today, growing up biracial, anything you want to give advice-wise for people that may be listening or younger that may have similar situations? I guess um, think this conversation, I'm very grateful for it because having a biracial daughter, I'm going to have to think about a lot of things and have conversations that my parents wouldn't have known how to have with me because right. they're not biracial. Mm -hmm. So, and so my hubby has a biracial niece who she's with us a lot and her mom's white dad's black but she has my hair my skin color a little darker but like she looks almost like she'd be my daughter and i need to have these conversations with her because she's 13 and very much oh, yeah. at the time we're like this is pivotal right. and we yeah. actually just moved her to a predominantly white school because it was in a better neighborhood and um have the conversations I would say is 100% my advice and have the conversations with your white friends your black friends find biracial friends and find out the struggles mm -hmm. you go through together right. listen to this podcast yes. <laughs> share yes. it with your friends <laughs> retweet oh, we're not on Twitter but retweet right well, <laughs> repost repost <laughs> share <laughs> shameless plug yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think having the conversations will make all the difference. The hard conversations and the easy ones. Sure. But like having those hard conversations that we may not have known to have because we grew up not really knowing until right. we were like in the middle of it mm -hmm. and had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of figured it out now and we can have these conversations. Yeah. So I think we need to pass that on to other people like through this podcast, through family members and like, you know, find your biracial friends and, and have those stick together. Uh, first yeah. thing about the that her husband's niece is 13 that reminds me of Yukari like oh yeah our cousin our little cousin but she's like my little sister she does she, her hair it's not like the curly curl it's like she has like the black side hair so like her curls are like more condensed and everything and she doesn't know what to do with it like she goes to a predominantly white school in Northampton so it's like right now I am coaching that child yeah that child is having those conversations. Yeah, I, I really am though, because apparently the she got the cops called on her the other day apparently, oh. because she stood up to some kid that was being bullied basically, and obviously the kid that was doing the bullying he was a white kid in her school, and he called his mom and told the mom what was said. The mom came to the park, didn't like what they said that they stood up and said something to her son, so she called the cops on her and her friend who are two light skinned, thirteen year olds, in Northampton. Northampton's so. already rough. Yeah. Yeah. That, Literally KKK. The KKK. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's. Yeah. That, okay. Well, for y'all don't know that. that, know about this, uh, Northampton are the concrete kids. But, but it's KKK. It's <laughs> like what? I can't, I can't never get over that. That. But yeah, fun. that. How has it not been canceled? I yet? don't what? even know, man. When I found, I think I found that out like four or five years ago and I was like, wait, really? Yeah. It's really the KKK. <laughs> it's like that blatant. I've, yeah, I've always known because we would play basketball up there, and you feel the racism. Yeah. Feel it, yeah. And you feel it. Then you see like concrete kids and KKK all over everywhere. Like, 
What? <laughs> we step back in time. All right. What are your no, thoughts, but though, I agree with both of y'all. Like, we just need to have the conversations because that's the only way change could happen and sure. change will happen. Like, if somebody's thinking a certain way and you say one thing and that can change their whole entire life and their whole entire perspective of other people that they may meet in the future mm-hmm. that may, you know, look like look like us or think like us or whatever and they'll be I guess you can say educated sure. enough to have a, a legitimate conversation with them about it. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, well, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank love the combo. Awesome conversation. Yes. I appreciate it so much. And definitely want to check out your podcast for that for so sure. we're going to be on. You want to drop it one yeah. more time? Yes. Check out Glass Ceiling Girls. I would spell it, but it's just Glass Ceiling Girls. <laughs> <laughs> no Z at the end. No. Okay. Regular spelling. Google it if you can't figure out how to spell ceiling. But glass I think it's like C-E-I-L-I-N-G. There you go. Yeah, we're going to be on her podcast. Hopefully soon. Very soon. Yeah, yes. we'll put our schedules together, and it'll definitely we'll be one of the next awesome. episodes, and Perfect. it'll be another great but different conversation. Absolutely. Get to it. Let's get All to right. It. Well, thank you for listening to the Nameless Podcast. This is Alicia. This is Sierra, bro. And we will talk to you soon. See y'all later. Peace out. Hey, what's up? Be the change hotline. We're close right now. Leave a message, and I'll get back to you soon. Nameless? Hey, yo, is this Nameless Podcast? I heard y'all was being the change. Guess I missed y'all. I'll I'll see y'all later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.